Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Pirelli Scorpion Weather Active. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire for Tuesday, May 10th. And I think we got a good podcast on the horizon for y'all. The reaction to Monday's pod was largely positive. A couple Heat fans not thrilled that I said Jimmy Butler has a right to ask out. I did see some stuff about Duncan Robinson probably going to play tonight, which is good news for the Heat, who are desperate for offense. But the focus of this podcast is going to be on the shenanigans that went down in Milwaukee and in Golden State. I don't know if the East Coast stayed up late enough last night for Warriors Memphis way closer than it was. I mean, Golden State was supposed to, was it, I think, a 10.5-point favorite when John Morant was ruled out. Might have gone to 11. And they did not lead until there were 45 seconds left. They basically slept walk through the game. The bigger takeaway is Memphis actually plays defense without John Morant on the court. And Golden State could do nothing offensively. Uh, it's Listen, I know we kill Luka Doncic for offense. We'll, we'll get to John Morant's uh, lack of defense later in the pod. I actually think the bigger story 
is Bucks Celtics because this game was everything for Boston. If they had lost to Milwaukee, season over. You'd go down 3-1 to Giannis. Good luck beating him three times in a row. And I just didn't see that happening. Um, yes, they would have had two, two at home, but what went down in the fourth quarter was just extraordinary. I mean, Al Horford, who two years ago was washed, could not get off the bench in Philly. Remember, he was with Embiid and Simmons. They were like, ah, this is clunky. It's not working. And it was like, ah, forget it. Horford's done. They'd ship him to OKC. It was like a salary dump. Winds up in Boston, and as we've talked about on this podcast, for the new listeners, smart organizations find ways to use talented people. The dumb organizations let the smart people go. I mean, Al Horford, do you know how many teams he could be helping now? Guy had 30 points. His first NBA 30-point game in Boston's biggest game of the season. And they came back to beat Milwaukee. It was a tremendous game. Al Horford got him through the first half of the fourth quarter, and you know who took him home. My guy, Jason Tatum. Unbelievable performance. Now listen, Tatum had his worst, I think it was his worst career playoff game in game three. He was abysmal, and they nearly won. You knew he wasn't going out like that. That's not Tatum's style. In the middle of the fourth quarter, as Tatum is going volcanic, on a helpless Milwaukee defense. My buddy Dan, a regular listener, texts me, boy, your JT take is looking pretty damn good tonight. And Tatum was unstoppable. I don't care who was guarding him. They had Giannis on him. They had Holiday on him. He took everybody to school. 30, 13, and 5. And I wrote this down. There was a stretch, right, uh, in the fourth quarter. And if you haven't seen the fourth quarter yet this morning, go on YouTube and just look it up. From 6.09 left, to 250 left. Tatum had 12 points. That's, by the way, a little more than four minutes. Uh, sorry, a little less than four minutes. 12 points. He just went off. They went from down two to up nine because Tatum took over the game. And my big sweeping takeaway, obviously Boston saved their season, and I think they got the series. I have two. Number one is I think Jason Tatum cemented himself as a top five player in the NBA with an incredible fourth quarter, dominating the Bucks. Giannis could not stop him. And they tie the series at two. Tatum, I know he hasn't been great in this series. He, his game three, as I said, was his worst playoff game ever. But last round, he eviscerated Kevin Durant head-to-head. I think he blocked his shot like four times, which is unheard of. Nobody blocks Kevin Durant's shot. It just I don't want to say punked him because I'm a Durant guy, but he went to work on KD. And this series, he saved Boston's bacon in the fourth quarter when it mattered most. Just unstoppable inside and out. The kid is tremendous. I don't know how you don't like him. And again, I'm conditioned to not like Boston athletes as I was born in New York. I just, I don't like them. Any of them. Celtics, uh, Red Sox, Bruins, if you care. Patriots. I make an exception for Brady. I mean, he's a goat. But Tatum was just incredible. Now, I know the storyline is Al Horford, and as well it should be, right? Horford um, got dunked on by Giannis, and then Horford said, I'm going to make this personal. But they don't get home without Tatum, because Horford spent everything in the first couple minutes of the fourth. I think he had 10 points in like three minutes. And it was just, oh my gosh, what is happening? Jalen Brown was in foul trouble. Um, Peyton Pritchard, again, like ineffective. They basically said, this game was everything. Tatum, 42 minutes. Horford, 42 minutes. Smart, 41 minutes. And... When I say Tatum's a top five player now, again, it's right now, like this moment. 
May 10th, okay? It's tough for me to put, given what happened last year and this year, LeBron in the top five. Is he top 10 currently at the age of 37? Of course, yeah, he's top 10. But they couldn't get to the playoffs. I know the injuries aid AD, I get it. Now, this is not a slight on LeBron, but Tatum has extra time to work. He's in the playoffs. He swept Brooklyn, the favorites coming into the season, okay? (laughs) So I have Tatum in the top five with Giannis, Jokic, who just won an MVP award, his second, which is, listen, it's a little comical. Kobe has one MVP. Rob can check me on this, but I think Shaq also has one MVP. And now Jokic has two. Like, (laughs) I don't know. We We could do a whole pot on this. Like, okay, Jokic, top five guy. Luka Doncic, obviously. And then the fifth guy, I have Steph Curry. And I know there's going to be outrage. Where is Kevin Durant? Where is Kevin Durant? And there's going to be so, where, where is Joel Embiid? Where, where, what's going on? Right now. Now, if you do, if we did this exercise two months ago, Joel Embiid's in the top five for sure. 100%. Because he was like, I think the MVP runner-up. But currently, Joel Embiid has a thumb that needs surgery and his face is broken. He's a good player, but he's not the dominant player he was two months ago when he was doing 37 and 18 and four blocks on the reg. Like, he's just not that guy right now. I mean, they're putting Bam out of bio on Harden and Maxi, and they're letting Jimmy Butler and P.J. Tucker tussle with Embiid to kind of slow him down. So, like, trust me, Embiid is just not, right this moment, he's not. And for the Curry haters who are scoffing, oh, by the way, Steph Curry, 32 points. I think he had 18 in the fourth quarter. Okay? But, you know, winning time, clutch time. We always talk about Kyrie Irving, not a winning player. Steph Curry had 18 in the fourth. I think he was 6 for 6 from the line in the final 90 seconds. That's winning. That's clutch. That's what he does. So, I know Tatum has not been incredible in the series. His shooting percentages, they're down a bit. Uh, Again, when you're facing Giannis and Drew Holiday, two of the, I don't know, 10 best defenders in the league, Tatum shooting 37% from the field, which is Clay Thompson-like. 31% from three. Averaging 22-5-5. and five, 73% from the line. Like, he's having a good series. Not great, but they're at 2-2. And it's mostly because of what he did in the final six minutes of the fourth quarter on the road against the defending champs. Now, Rob, I'm sure there will be a lot of pushback on Tatum being a top-five player, but... I had guys asking me, who would you rather build around, Luca or Tatum? And I, I'm like, I can't answer that. <laughs> Those are like, you know, like when you pass the baton, I I, I think, it, you know, the de- baton for best player was like LeBron and then Kevin Durant. And then I think LeBron got it back. And I think Giannis has it now. It, like, it's evolving constantly. But I think Tatum is in the running to get that in the next five years. And I know that's going to sound insane to some people, but when you watch Jason Tatum, he is one of the best one-on-one players in the league. He's right there with the Kobe Bryant skill set. Like, that's what his bag is ridiculous. He The way he can take over games, I'm just reminding you guys, against Kevin Durant last round, 45% from the field, 45% from three, averaged 29 and seven assists. And oh, by the way, he blocked Kevin Durant's shot a couple times. Like, this guy is one of the best players in the league. And and I get it. A, a bunch of you guys, yeah, he's not it. And 
my second layer to this, which I'll get to, I need Rob's input before I continue down this road of Jason Tatum, a top five player. But I, I, when I watch him, I think there aren't five guys in the league I'd rather start a team around than Jason Tatum. I mean, yeah, Luca, but I'll tell you right now, like I'm not starting a team around a center. I'm not building around Jokic or Embiid. I'm not doing that. Look at these playoffs. You need a wing. Look at Memphis down the stretch against Golden State, trying desperately to cling to a lead without John Morant. And who do they have for offense? They got nothing. Can't go to Steven Adams. Can't go to Jaron Jackson. I mean, Jaron Jackson tried like a 27-foot three-pointer that was, that was blocked by Draymond. You, you, you can't build around bigs right now. I know, Jason, Embiid hit that three against the Raptors. I got it. Okay, uh, nice. Okay, first round, Raptors favored. Uh, settle down. Can't build around bigs. Right now, I mean, looking forward, it's like it's, it's Giannis, it's Tatum, and, and it's, it's Luka. That, that's, the, I think, the next gen. Now Zion can make a case, and John Morant will ultimately have a say. They get the right pieces around them. But I don't know. Talk me off the ledge, Rob. Am I going crazy here or early on a Tuesday morning? Well, you said a lot uh, during that rant, so I'm going to try to you know parse it out as, as best as possible. Um, I am a huge fan of Jason Tatum, uh, or as I like to call him, hashtag future Laker Jason Tatum, because oh, I think geez, he's coming in a couple on. of years. But that's, <laughs> that's besides the point. Um, I can't fully get on board with your take that he is a top five player right now because during this postseason, he has yet to really put it all together in the way that he did in the second half of the regular season. In the Brooklyn series, I know his numbers were were you know great. It was a twenty nine four and seven, and and but what I thought stood out to me was the defense. And you pointed out his defense on Kevin Durant was elite. It was some of the best defense I've seen on KD probably since. He was like what, like in this, the Supersonics days. Like I haven't seen anybody really challenge Kevin Durant like that in a very, very long time. In this Milwaukee series, I mean, it's hard to really get a, a feel for it because the first two games were blowouts. The third game he was terrible. The fourth game he was super clutch. He was great. Unfortunately for him, he's been very uneven. Just looking at the box score, I know if you, if the eye test will tell you. He's been, at that worst, the second-best player on the floor in pretty much every game he's played. But he's now played eight playoff games in this in this run. Three of the games he shot under 33%. Three of them he shot over 50%. So it's been a little bit inconsistent from him on the offensive end. And I don't know if he's really being challenged in the same way defensively in this series just because, you know, Milwaukee doesn't have a wing guy to go to right now because of, of Middleton being out. And Giannis is just too big. It's not fair to expect him to slow down Giannis. So until you see him put it all together where he is defending the wing the way he did against Kevin Durant, where he's scoring the way that he was scoring in the regular season, where he is clutch in the same way he was clutch last night against Milwaukee, I think then that's when I'll be able to be more on board with him being a top five player. But for now, I think that's a little bit premature. Uh, real quick to counter, I looked at Giannis, um, his shooting percentages. To, uh, last night, 43%. Game three, 53. Game two, 40. Game one, 36. It, listen, it gets tougher in the playoffs, right? The, the, we know defenses are much tougher. It is difficult to find open shots and open looks because people, you know, other than the Memphis Grizzlies, play actual defense. 
So, it, you know, I, I understand the shooting percentage is down a bit. They're obviously, like, sub-40 is not ideal, obviously. Um, but I'm just curious, who would you replace Tatum with? In the top five? I mean, I would still go Kevin Durant. I think okay. Kevin Durant, is, until further notice, he's at worst the second-best player in the NBA. That's in my opinion. But I will – I have something that I don't know if this is a hot take, but this might make you feel good about your Tatum uh, take that you had there. Given the choice to choose who I'd rather have to build my team around, Luca or Tatum, I'm taking Tatum. Over Luca. Over Luca. And and here's the reason why. Huh. Luca is phenomenal. He is tremendous. However, I believe that there is a cap as to how good your team can be when your best player doesn't really play any defense and doesn't do much out off the ball. Because if Luka does not have the ball in his hands, he is, what, 30% of what his peak can be? Yeah. Like, he's not he's not a, a dead-eye shooter from the outside. He doesn't move without the ball because he's not in shape enough, and he doesn't defend. So I believe that it's easier to build around a guy like Tatum, even though I think Luka has that LeBron factor where you put Luka in four guys and he'll probably lead you to the playoffs just because he's that good. But if I'm trying to win a championship... I think you got Jason Tatum who can defend their best player. He can score. He can pass it a little bit. He can rebound. I think you, it's easier to find a guy to fit next to him and have that person be the best version of themselves right. than it is to the guy like Luca. I don't disagree with that. While we're on lack of defense, uh, who plays less D, John Morant or Luca? <laughs> oh, my goodness. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. So the other thing I noticed, Rob, in Celtics Milwaukee, and this is a bit of a rant, and I had to write something down here because I wanted to break it down a little bit. So Drew Holiday is a really good player, right? He was a number two to Anthony Davis in New Orleans. And, you know, all-star a couple times, but then he goes to Milwaukee and makes the jump to, oh, Drew Holiday, like, he's awesome. He's a great defender. But he went from being a two in New Orleans, right, to a three after Giannis and Middleton. And Drew Holiday is the perfect three. We would agree on that. Everybody would agree. But with Middleton out, Drew Holiday has had to shift roles to be the number two. And wouldn't you know it, Drew Holiday in the number two spot is kind of going through it. And again, this is not a knock on him. It's, man, on one side, you got to go defend Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Marcus Smart. And then, oh, by the way, we need your offense because Chris Middleton, an all-star, is out. And and, and I feel a little bad because Holiday, for all accounts, is a good guy. And I know a couple dudes who know him. And this is not a knock. But I looked it up, Rob. During the season, he's between 11 to 16 shots a night, right? That's what like a third guy is, 11 to 16 shots a night. Go, go look at his monthly numbers. But due to the injury to Middleton, he's up to 23 shots a night in this Boston series. And, and he's, he's struggling. He was 5 for 22 last night. 
He's shooting 33% from the series, from the field in the series, 30% from three. And he's just not a number two. And and this is not a knock, but it just shows. I This is why I think the defending champs are done if Middleton doesn't come back. Like, it is hugely difficult to win when you lose a one or two or a two. And I looked at this, Rob, and let's see if we agree on this, right? So going by Giannis is a one, Middleton two, Holiday three. Would you agree Tatum, Brown, Smart are the one, two, three? Yes. Okay. So when you get 30 points from Al Horford, that is absolute gravy, and you're going to win that game. When you get a non-top three guy going postal, you're going to get something awesome. 76ers. Now this one, just stay with me, people. Embiid. Harden, Harris, okay? That was the projection when they got Harden, right? Much of the season. Obviously, the emergence of Tyrese Maxey helps them, and that's why they're a contender because you have a guy like Maxey who probably is in that top three, but he's not always legit in the top three, right? He's still a young guy and prone to, you know, streakiness. I think that's a good top three. Now, Harris can disappear, but again, Maxey could give you 30 tomorrow. Right? That, that's how explosive that trio is. Miami's is difficult. Butler, number one. I went hero bam for 2-3. I know people are going to argue Lowry based on his salary, but given his age and the numbers this year, I think it's Butler, hero bam. And if you just look at those top three in each, I think Miami pretty much has the weakest trio. Right? Butler, hero bam. And I love Butler. And you would say without Middleton, well, shit, it it's going to be Boston and the Sixers in the conference finals. And I think that's where we may be headed. Let's see what happens tonight with the Heat. Huge game. But then it go to the West. And, Rob, we can use this as a pivot point to get to Golden State Memphis. Again, the big three. Golden State. Now, you're going to disagree here, as most people would. Curry, Clay, Wiggins. I think that was the projection coming in, right? But Jordan Poole is like a maxi in that he's just going to go volcanic and erupt and he's not really a, a four or five he's really your two and clay by the way I, I can't continue to kill clay but goodness gracious he just can't he can't make any shots like he just I, I i don't know what's wrong with the guy like that late turnover you're just like well are they gonna sub him out like he's really he's on the struggle bus clay cannot do anything right um oh for seven from uh deep again in game four He's shooting 28% from three. He's still jacking. But they have pool, which is why they're fine. Suns, I went Booker, CP3, Aiton. Again, you get a guy like Mile Bridges who's going to have 31 points in the decisive game five against the Pelicans. You're winning that game. If you can get someone else to go off, Jordan Poole, Tyrese Maxey, uh, Mikael Bridges, uh, Al Horford, you're in great shape. Dallas, perfect situation. I went Luca Brunson, Dinwiddie, but it's starting to look like Dinwiddie's not the three anymore. And when you get Dorian Finney-Smith hitting eight three-pointers, you're going to win, which brings us to Memphis. And when you hear this, you're going to be like, how the hell are these guys here? <laughs> John Morant obviously won, but I think Jaron Jackson's two, or was two, and Desmond Bain three. Desmond Bain's back is bulky. It's hurt. He's not the same guy. His numbers are mispriced. It was an easy underwinner on his point total. I think it was at 18 and a half, and he ended up with like nine points. He's not even shooting. Last round against Minnesota, he was the best player on their team. And Jaron Jackson, listen, I don't, I don't want to go as far as, like I called Carl Anthony Towns a fraud, and people thought that was a little harsh. 
Jaron Jackson's not a fraud. This is just what he is, right? Jaron Jackson is a guy who's going to give you 15, five fouls, 10 rebounds, and some really dumb plays. But he's a good defender, so, so you need him in there. And then John Morant, out. So, like, how did Memphis have any chance at all in game four? Well, this comes, and it's not because Steve Kerr was out with COVID and Mike Brown was filling in. It's because John Morant doesn't play a lick of defense, Rob. And I know uh, people want to kill Luka. I mean, you even took a jab at him. Luka doesn't play D. And I, he's not a great defender. But if he's not great, explain to me how Memphis nearly won that game in Golden State without their alleged best player, who everybody thinks is a top 10 player. I, 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 I don't know that he is. Oh, you said a lot there. Uh, well, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm rolling. I'm excited. Well, look, I mean, I know that the uh, Memphis Grizzlies were 20-5 and five entering last night's game without John Morant. However, they have lost four in a row without John Morant. So mm. it seems like the NBA has caught up to them. Um, I, I wouldn't say that they're better without John Morant or anything like that. You know, to your point, the, the Warriors slept walk through most of that game. Like they were, they were off to a historically slow start relative to the way they were shooting the ball, especially from deep. And I know Clay Thompson's struggling, but in what world do you expect Poole Curry Thompson to shoot a combined four for twenty-four from three-point land? Like that—that's just not something you can count on. There, there's things that you can say. Look, we should be able to beat them on the defensive boards which Memphis has not done this entire series, which is really might be their, their biggest Achilles heel because they were the best rebounding team in the NBA coming into this uh, this round. We should be able to switch all of their actions because for all of their ball movement and player movement, the uh, Golden State Warriors are not very athletic. They're not very big. We should be able to just kind of cross-match whatever they do. But Desmond Bain is hurt. John Morant is now hurt. Dylan Brooks was suspended and then proceeded to come back and have what I think is the worst game in NBA history. Oh, gosh. People are killing Dylan. Look, let me just say this. He's lucky he's not a Laker because I promise you that's the kind of game that gets you traded in the offseason. When you're in a big market team with like legitimate championship uh, aspirations every season and you turn in a performance like that off of a suspension, 5 of 19, including... But Jim Jackson, who was the nicest guy, I think, in all of sports media, he's a friend of both of ours. He's like, look, man, Dylan Brooks is playing a little bit here, too much hero ball, and that could be a kind of cost him there, that last that last possession. Well, let me just interrupt. Dylan Brooks missed 14 shots. You know who else missed 14 shots? Clay Johnson. <laughs> I mean, I, I, Clay was that. But he was a, I thought, Rob, honestly, I thought down the stretch he wasn't in the game at the seven-minute mark, the six-minute mark. I was like, oh, my gosh, are they going to bend him down the stretch? And then they subbed out Otto Porter, who was pretty good for Golden State. Uh, continue. That was one of those reputation subs, like, you know, Clay yes, being in the reputation. I think it might have been, yeah. But, you know, I, I just don't think that the way Memphis is built, that they're built to win at a high level in this level in the playoffs without John Moran, which is why I don't think they can, they can say that they're better without him. Yeah, I mean, it's it's being a little silly. I, I think I'm just needling the John Morant crowd a little bit with the whole, like, they're better without him. But, I mean, Golden State had, let me see, is, is that correct, 38 points at halftime? Like, <laughs> that doesn't happen. They just dropped 148 on you guys. If Ja comes back, and it, I don't I, it doesn't sound like he, he wasn't even, like, going, he didn't even go through warm-ups, right, or shoot-around or anything. Like, that's not a good sign. It wasn't like he's close. 
and there's not any extra time off. So I, I don't feel optimistic. Um, but I am curious. Where, where are you on the whole, like, you need three guys? And I know they're not in the playoffs, but I'm curious, who's the third guy on the Lakers? Is it Malik Monk? It ain't Westbrook. Well, I mean, Just, at, at this point in the, you know, I don't even know if they have three guys on their roster because you know, they're all free agents. So, but yeah, I guess you would say Malik Monk is probably the third guy. I, I don't think that you necessarily need a big three, so to speak, provided hmm. that your top two are legitimate, you know, all-star caliber players and your three through five, three through six is kind of interchangeable because... I mean, Memphis is kind of the perfect example. They have one, which is John Morant. You can call Jaron Jackson a two. I don't personally see it because he's been hurt for so many you know, years of his career. It's hard for me to really say that he's definitely their second best player. But what they're saving graces, which is why they win so much in the regular season, is that Desmond Bain, Dylan Brooks, you know, uh, Tyus Jones, Brandon yeah. Clark, all of those guys on any given night can give you 20. Right. So if you have but enough of those guys... You know, you can you can win a lot of games. It's just when you get into the postseason is where it gets really tight. And that's the key. Like in the the postseason, like you're right in the regular season, you know, you you got guys you can win 40, 45 games. You know, that's fine. But when it comes to the playoffs, we're seeing guys um, Tatum struggling and still Boston's in this. I mean, you're seeing what Phoenix is doing to Luka Doncic. It doesn't matter. He's getting his. Curry, bad night, but still comes through with the free throws. Like DeAndre Ayton, ghost. Like I haven't, I have a feeling he could go off tonight. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge, or how it seems like you always get those hard to snag tables. Ooh, yum! And how you get the most out of select can't miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game-changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. The only thing better than sitting on your couch watching the game is making money while you do it. Here's your best bet. By the way, I guess we should probably get into tonight's games unless you have further thoughts on uh, the Warriors who, if they win this and the Mavs are able to push it to seven, I guess we could make an argument that this hugely helps Golden State and Phoenix, which has an old Chris Paul, an injury-prone Chris Paul, uh, comes out the loser, even though they do have home court advantage. But I- I'm hopeful in that scenario. Uh, I just thought I'd get that off my chest as a Warriors fan. <laughs> well, let me just say that assuming the Golden State Warriors get this done in five, which I think they will, which is added before the series, so I'm, I feel smart about that one. Whoever they get between Dallas and Phoenix, I think you're going to see some massive matchup issues. If it's Luka, for, for, who? for either, for whatever, if it's Phoenix or Dallas, who, whoever one comes into that next round, either Luka is going to average 40, 12, and 10 because there's absolutely nobody on that Golden State Warriors roster that can that can match up with him physically, or DeAndre Ayton is going to be looking like the uh, future, what is it, max contract extension DeAndre Ayton because he's going to be giving you 25 and 17 because they have no size over there. Mm. You know, Do you think Warriors lose to either? I don't think that. I think that there's some of their parts is probably where I put 
would probably lean Warriors in either of those series. But it's just going to be wow. one of those ones where everyone's going to be talking about, wow, can you believe what Luka did? Wow, can you see what DeAndre, DeAndre Ayton's definitely worthy of a max contract. You see what he did to Golden State? And it's like, well, yeah, either one of those guys would do it to those to the well, Warriors. It, it's funny you mentioned Luka. I, I noticed that Tyus Jones, uh, the former Duke point guard, he was really good. I, I, people, I don't, people don't talk about him enough. I think he's one of the better backup point guards in the league. He had 19-6-5, one turnover in 41 minutes. That's pretty damn good. And the Warriors put Andrew Wiggins on him down the stretch. Like, that's their defensive stopper. It ain't Clay. Okay? It, Jordan Poole doesn't guard anybody, and they hide Curry. So, Andrew Wiggins was supposed to be the defensive stopper. Is that the guy they're going to put on Luka Doncic? Luka would I don't bury think they put Draymond on him. No. Because Dr- <laughs> Draymond will get in foul trouble. So you're right. That that's a tough matchup. I, I need to look at the season series. I don't want to get ahead of myself because they might not even advance. But um, any any thoughts on tonight's games? I have a feeling the home teams hold serve. So I would I would look at a money line parlay on the Heat winning at home and um, the Suns winning as well. I'm so upset that you said that because I like look. I I know a little bit about sports wagering. Definitely not as much as you. So. Where I make my money is on the money line stuff. I'm getting very uh, small, very small incremental wins, but I'm getting them. And you know, you're yeah. you're good with the teasers and the spread and everything like that. So, if you tell me to pick these games, I'm going to take the Heat and the Suns. But when you tell me Suns minus six, and I'm just like, no. oh, I don't see, I don't know about that. And that's why it's easy for me to cop out and say, just give me the money line, and I want right. you to take the tough answers with the with the, the spread. So yeah. when you do that the to me, it hurts. It's a tough one. I mean, listen, I haven't bet a lot of spread sides because I don't think there's an edge. I mean, I thought Boston-Milwaukee last night was a coin toss. Uh, I, 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 I'm I not betting on the Warriors favored by 10.5 when I don't know if John Morant's going to play. So I didn't even take a side. And the sides have been tough. That Honestly, there I don't know that there's an edge there. Um and, it, and frankly, like I think the Sixers could win this game outright. I mean, we haven't seen Embiid go to Miami during the series. I mean, they looked awful without him, and with him, they look competent. Miami should make threes at home and win. And I, you know, I'm my problem with Dallas Phoenix is Rob. I'm openly rooting for the Mavericks. <laughs> like I want them to win. I want Luca to advance. Like for me, he's the show. You know, I'm not a huge Chris Paul guy. And by the way. Just to put a bow on the Chris Paul mom thing, did you see the statement that was released? The unwanted hugs. Yeah, this is crazy. I'll get the exact wording here because I... uh, Oh, here it is. American Airlines Center and the Mavs security concluded the incident was two unruly fans attempted to give unwanted hugs and have conversations with Chris Paul's family. On the public concourse. So Chris Paul's mom is walking around in general population with the unwashed masses. Okay. Um, so the fans have will not be allowed to return to the arena until 2023. So I guess they're suspended for the rest of the calendar year. But, Rob, first of all, who wants to hug Chris Paul's, I'm assuming, 60-year-old mom? Like, what is that about? Was it a drunk guy asking, "Can I hug you?" Um, well, wasn't it that young kid that we were talking about yesterday from the video? That's who I thought why, it was. Why would a seventeen-year-old kid want to hug Chris Paul's mom? Is it possible Chris Paul got the wrong person? My my initial thought after reading that, you know, I don't know if you call it a report, but that press release that got put out by the Mavs was this was one of those situations where you have a fan, or in this case, two fans, who are very excited about what's going on. 
they're a little bit obnoxious and they go and put their arms around somebody and say, hey, look what's going on. Yeah, go Mavs. What's up with your sons? What's going on with Chris Paul? Blah, blah, blah. And, it, and it's not really a threat, but it's enough to just make somebody feel uncomfortable because someone's in your personal space. Yeah. Usually you see that with drunk people. In this case, I think that guy may have been too young to be drunk and it was just you know overly excited. So it definitely was not the threat put hands on me the yeah. way that Chris put Paul tweeted it out, though. Yeah, that made it look bad um, at any rate. Uh, all right, so there we have it. Um, I, 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 these, these playoffs have been tremendous. Like, they're really the games, the drama. I think tonight the uh, Sixers Heat will finally have a really good game. They haven't had, like, a five minutes left one possession game yet. Um, game four was kind of close, but not that close. Harden had had some had some moments, but if Philly wins, man, I, my mentions are going to be all blown up, bro. <laughs> now um, I'm rooting for that to happen. You know, I've I've been taking shots at Embiid never making a conference finals. He'll be one win away, but Doc Rivers is still on the sideline, so there's a good chance they blow it. <laughs> and frankly, Boston has nobody to hang with Joel Embiid. No, nobody. Like who's hanging with Embiid? Now I don't know who's staying in front of Tatum and Brown. Um. Al Horford may want revenge on the franchise that jettisoned him. Um, remember, they paid him, and then they were like, oof, this is a bad fit. Al Horford revenge season. What a game from him. Turn back the clock, baby. Love it. Uh, all right, guys, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is... And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.